the comic book pit. Okay. Welcome back to the Comic Book Pit Podcast. This is episode 355. I'm Dan, and with me, we've got Sean. Hello. And Link. Hey, everybody. We are the Comic Book Pit, and every week we read comics and watch stuff. Usually, but not always, comic-related. And then we get together and talk and share our thoughts with you and with each other. With usually, but not always thoughtful conversation (laughs) (laughs) so here's a little bit of a spoiler warning uh we are a review show and we take care not to give too much way about the books we read but sometimes it happens in the course of conversation or you know trying to discuss what we're talking about so before we start the show i just want to take a moment to let you know that for uh the rest of this month the rest of june all proceeds from sales in our uh merch store will go directly to the Black Lives Matter organization and to Sisters Pittsburgh, which is a transgender community center here in Pittsburgh. So, you know, if you have a minute, please visit our shop and consider a purchase. Um, One purchase helps in a lot of ways. You'd be supporting not one, but two great organizations. You'd be supporting our show and you'd also be supporting Spreadshirt, which is a, a business local to us in uh, in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. So the uh, the link for that could be found in our show notes or any of our social media accounts. So um, you know, it's just we just wanted to put that out there since you know, there's a lot of stuff going on these days, and um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a crazy time, and you know we're trying to do our part to help. So you know, however you're able to help. And if you, you know, if you can't help with your wallet, then just, I think at bare minimum, just be a good person. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Or I guess share the, the link and the info that, you know, proceeds are going to the, those two organizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We do have, um, I did post those, um, on our, all of our social media accounts, um, I think they're like on our Facebook page and our Twitter, they're pinned to the top. So they should be easy to find. And it's also on our Instagram. So yeah, like Sean said, uh, you know, if you, if you can't uh, help directly, then maybe just a, you know, a share or a like or a comment, you know, anything to uh, help get the word out there. Yeah. So like I said, you know, we usually talk about comics and, and uh, not only, you know, things that we watch, but, just uh, things in general going on in the the comic book and entertainment industry. And, you know, again, things have been crazy, uh, but I think we're, I wouldn't say we're getting back to normal, but I think we're getting back to a version of normal. Yeah. 
I mean, like Bizarro World? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bizarro Normal. Yeah. We're, we're at the end of the Twilight Zone episode where we <laughs> think that we got it, but boom, it switches right at the last minute. That's right. Just just when you think you're out of one uh, catastrophe, here comes another one. Well, uh, I did hear that Sharknado is coming next month. Yes. Like, not the movie, but just like, you know, a tornado full of sharks. <laughs> well, I, just, I mean, I hope they get the murder hornets in there, too. Yeah. yeah I, actually, <laughs> I actually feel like we got gypped with the murder hornets. <laughs> <laughs> I never yeah, saw the murder hornet. It's like a filler. Oh. <laughs> God, gonna, it's so let down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn into a Karen. I want to talk to the manager. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to talk to the manager of the murder hornets. I'm very disappointed. No, well, I, I, I thought I saw some, some, uh, headline or some infographic or map about that. There was like a, like a sandstorm, like coming up from somewhere, like hitting the, uh, like the Southern parts of, hmm the country or something. I I'm, I'm totally oh, mangling on. this, but it was like, it, it's like something you like, you couldn't make up. It was something so ridiculous, but it was like, yeah, it was literally like a, like some sort of like sandstorm. And was, did it have a face and go after Brendan Fraser? <laughs> someone actually <laughs> did make a, someone did make a mummy joke. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, great. Imhotep's coming. <laughs> we got we get we get we we avoided the murder hornets but we got the mummy yeah so kind of what i was getting at is like you know comic stores are starting to reopen and on a you know limited basis or they're you know being as safe as they can and opening with certain restrictions and limitations but they're still opening and and you know we're all doing our best to, you know, to, to help out our favorite retailers. Um, Robert Kirkman's taking it up a, a notch and he, and through his, um, uh, skybound entertainment company, he and walking dead artist, Charlie Adlard are, have, they're, they're making a standalone comic called, called Negan lives. And it's, and he's uh, shipping it directly to comic book shops, free of charge to to the retailers. That means the the creating of the book, uh, the printing of the book, the shipping and distribution of the book. It's like he's shouldering the entire, mm-hmm. or his company is shouldering the cost of that. And so, when the retailers sell it, they get a hundred percent of the profit. Which is which is huge on so many levels. I mean, well, first of all, this thing's probably going to sell out in minutes because it's it's the first Walking Dead book we've gotten since Walking Dead ended in oh, was it? It was last. That was just last year, right? It was it. It might have been last year. It might have been like the beginning of the twenty twenty. It was not that long ago. I remember we talked about it on the show. Yeah. I think. You, yeah, we talked about it on the show. We were in the studio back when yeah, back when we were allowed outside. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like yeah, and that was I think it was issue was that issue like one seventy four. It was a weird number. Yeah, I think yeah, it wasn't like in 
yeah, it wasn't like an even number. Um, but that, that comes out, uh, July 1st. Uh, so that's going to be real soon. And, you know, another important aspect to this, which is very interesting that it's not going to be available digitally. Like, so you have to go to the comic store. It's not going to be, it's, it's not going to be digital and it's not going to be available like a bookstore or a Walmart or a newsstand. Like, like they're taking great pains to make sure that this only gets into the hands of comic book retailers, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Plus, I mean, it's, it's a walking dead property, but you know, and it's Negan, which is, you know, he's kind of a fan favorite. Yeah, he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. So does, do we know if where this takes place in the continuity of the comic? It doesn't really say it's very vague. Um, okay. It, it might be, I don't know if it, if we'll see, I, I don't remember what happened in that last issue. Was okay. he, was he still around in that last issue? Cause it, it I, was a time, it was a time. Yeah, I couldn't tell that. you cause I did not read the finale of the walking dead. I okay. actually, when they did the initial time jump the first time around, um, which is like maybe around like issue 140, 120 something. Um, that's about where I stopped for a while and then I never went back and read like the last 50 issues, but, um, I think he was still around and if not, apparently he lives. So I guess he is around. Oh, I think, you know what? I, th- Oh, okay. You know what? Actually, so I was wrong. It, the last issue of the walking dead was, was 193. Okay. I, I was going to say 174 sounded low, but okay. But I, but 174, I think, was his last appearance. Okay. It doesn't say. It doesn't say if he, at least in the, what I have, and I'm sure they don't want to. Maybe they don't want to spoil it, but it just says, um, "Walking Dead 174 was a pivotal point for Negan as he was tracked down and confronted by a vengeful Maggie, still heartbroken and furious over the murder of her husband Glenn, from Walking Dead 100." Wow. Yeah, so this is kind of so. So that's the last time we've seen him. Was twenty or so issues before the before the end of the series. Yeah, I just think. I mean, I, I I'll get it. I'll read it. Yeah. It sounds interesting. I mean, and it's. I mean, it's it, it's good for retailers. It's good for Walking Dead fans. It's good for Negan fans. I'll probably try to get it for my wife. She read most of them already so oh okay yeah that's like the one book she was like really dedicated to reading that and um uh not sweet tooth uh what's that one with the the chicken chew oh yeah chew i don't think she finished that series but she read up to like the last volume of the series mm-hmm. oh okay did you um did did you turn her onto those or did she find them on her own? She found I, them on her own. Okay, I was just I was as, just because I didn't think that you were reading either of those. I wasn't sure if she, how that how that happened. But yeah, that's cool. No, nah, she's one of those cat or <laughs> cats. <laughs> <laughs> she's one of uh, my wife. Uh, I don't know how she finds some of these stories or books that she wants to read. Like even sometimes I get amazed. Like. <laughs> Well, what was it? The one she had, it was like back when we lived on 
in McKee's, McKee's Rocks. And she was reading a comic, I think it was a French comic, about a person that had epilepsy. And I was like, I've never even heard of that book. Hmm. And um, let's see, I can't, there was like another one. I know she read uh, Asterius Polyp because we both read it at the same time. Uh, she's read like a bunch of Batman, uh, maybe some Daredevil. So, yeah, I'm actually I I I'm glad you, I'm kind of actually glad you you brought up Asterius Paula because that just reminded me that I haven't finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hey. um, I started reading it during uh, in the beginning of quarantine, and I think I got about halfway through it, and then I I, I put it down to do something and I was distracted and I think things got piled on top of it as things do in our, on our dining room table. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'll have to go back and perform an archeological dig and, and dig it out of there and finish <laughs> it up. Yeah, that was re- definitely a good read. Yeah. I was really enjoying it. It's a, it's a very, it's a real, real thought provoking book. Oh, did you guys ever, I don't sometimes I try to check uh hear the other show but uh, did you guys already talk about uh DC leaving Diamond? Yes. Yeah, we yeah, we talked about that last week. But I mean if you want if there was something you wanted to add to it by all means. Uh sure. I mean I've I think it's a good move. Diamond's been like this monopoly distributor for like ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of glad that someone like DC just decided to leave and break it up. I, I kind of don't even understand how some of these uh, like comic fanboys or even retailers are like, well, if it doesn't have diamond, I'm not going to buy it. I'm like, dude, really? But then again, I don't work in a comic shop, so I don't know if that means like it's different prices that you have to buy or yeah, or what. That's, that's what we were talking about last episode a little bit. Though. I guess it's a little of column A, a little of column B, where like there's prices involved and the ship, the more fees that comic shops have to pay because they're paying two different shipping fees from two different companies, and it just like extra uh, costs. I think this yeah. sounds more like just extra paperwork. So that if you're too. paying the same money, then well, that yeah, I think that's part of it too. Like they 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 have to learn a whole new distribution system. Um, but I, I think probably one thing that's gonna hurt some retailers' bottom line is they're not getting as big. Like these new companies won't be able to offer the same discount that Diamond was giving them because yeah, you know, they're probably getting sweet deals. Diamond was yeah. you know b- because they had the both like the, like you know the two largest comic book companies as clients Marvel and DC I mean I can't imagine how much money they were you know they were getting from them mm-hmm. they could offer those discounts because because they could um but you know but I've also heard like you know things about diamond as far as you know they're their business practices are kind of antiquated. Um, you know, like tech, they, they, they weren't really very technologically advanced until maybe recently. 
like the last few years. Um, I, I think you used to have to, uh, well, I think you have to order on their like proprietary, like you have to like their web-based ordering system, which, um, I've, I've actually, I remember looking, trying to look things up on, on diamond system and it's not, it's not great. I mean, it's okay. I think it could be a lot better. It's, it does seem a little, a little dated, like their, their, their website. Like it looked so. like a geo city site. <laughs> no, man. Angel fire. <laughs> um, not that bad. I mean, but it just, um, you know, I, I just think maybe they're, they're slow to, to adapt and to upgrade to more modern practices. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, maybe these new companies are, are off offering some, some options that diamond won't or can't, or I, I just think it's going to be, it, it it's going to be a, a, a uh, interesting transition. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's it's what, it's in it. Well, the whole thing, it's just, everything's gonna be a work in progress for everybody for it, it's, it's going to like the learning curve is going to be pretty steep for, for everyone, for, for DC, for these new distribution companies and for the retailers, like everyone, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, it's the first day of school for everybody. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know about you guys, but if you're the, you know, if you're the new kid on the first day of school, it sucks. Got to find the biggest kid and shank them, right? That's right. That's right. Prison That's rules. Right. Prison rules, bitch. That's what you do. That's how I made it through third grade. <laughs> I would assume that you, grits, you would have been the biggest kid in third grade, Sean. <laughs> I yeah, well, I think I was. He he was so Sean he had just stabbed himself with a pencil. <laughs> Sean had to go after one of the lunch ladies. Oh, okay. Actually, in third grade, I was as tall as my teacher. Wow. Dang. Yeah, and then in fourth grade, I was taller. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I I still applaud DC for doing that. Like, it's, yeah, it takes some guts. Happen eventually, yeah. Like, yeah, I always kind of felt Diamond was like a monopoly. Like you had to get your books through them. Oh, and absolutely. They, if you're yeah, if you're a comic book retailer, you literally had no choice. Mm-hmm. And so they couldn't experiment. Like I guess I don't know how distribution really works, but I assume that you know if you're not going through Diamond, then you don't get anywhere. But it's like yeah, you, know, you, you can't just price, get uh, yeah. Like, I don't know where Archie gets where they get, like, they distribute their comics to grocery stores or convenience stores. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how Archie does what it does, but I guess they were there before Diamond, maybe, and so. I always um, figured they thrived and had, like, the mass appeal because, you know, you really couldn't find Marvel DC comics in grocery stores that much, mm-hmm. but you always found like an Archie comic and Archie had like these big books, like just right yeah, the, by I, the, yep. yeah, like they're right next to the grocery line. You get it there with like 
you know, your pack of gum, your pack of gum or mm-hmm. your weekly news. The one with Bat Boy. Yes, the weekly world news. Yeah. Beautiful. I was say, the other thing I was going to bring up, uh, kind of taking it back to the, the Walking Dead thing that you mentioned, um, I guess free comic book day is doing a thing uh, since there isn't going to be a free comic book day, technically like a big event that encourages, you know, a bunch of people to crowd a small space. Uh, so they're going to do um, free comic book summer. Um, and from the sounds of it, it's going to be from uh, July 15th to September 9th for all participating retailers um, that they can have up to uh, five to six free comics pr- with their weekly shipments that they get from, I guess, Diamond or whoever they're getting their shipments from at the time. Uh, we'll, you know, have more free comic book day books to give away to encourage people to show up in the stores and, you know, get something more, um, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's not as altruistic, I think as uh, Robert Kirkman's move. Cause I think you, the, the stores probably still have to pay for the free comic books that they're going to give out. Right. But maybe it will bring more traffic in. I, I don't know. I'm not sure um, if that's a move that would work. Cause I know the, the, the idea of free comic book day is more to just, make a big spectacle and then people will show up and be like, what the heck's going on here? And then, you know, wander yeah. the store. Well, it, it's definitely a big day. I mean, not only for, for the, I mean, it's, it, it's a huge day for retailers. I mean, let's just yeah. put that out there. That's, that's probably one of, that's probably one yeah. of the Black biggest Friday. sales days of their, of the year, probably second only to, or, or more than Black Friday. If, if a store has a Black Friday sale, you know, mm-hmm. um, but you know, th- it's it's also big for, I think, f- for say like families and like p- people like I always see like a lot of families with kids because yep. it's a it's a it's a cheap and like low impact way to you know get get kids interested in comics, interested in reading. Um, you know, kids like to you know y- y- they can dress up and go to the comic store, and there's usually some sort of, you know, events or yeah, you uh, have like parties, cosplayers and stuff. Yeah, know. it's kind of a, just an all-day thing and and uh, yeah, I, I think this this is probably the the best thing they can offer. I feel like, I mean, this um maybe this slow rollout of free comics. Um I I think maybe initially it'll it'll be like a big there might be a big turnout or a big response. And then I kind of feel like it's going to go to like a slow trickle after that. Cause I I don't know that you're going to get people to come back every week again, especially people with like families, kids, you know, I, I always feel like, you know, free comic book day was kind of like, Oh, it's our big day out. And this is a big thing. And, and, and then once you do that, you're like, you know, those, don't, those yeah, people, they're not, they're they're not, not coming back next week, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's like the the Christmas and Easter, um, churchgoers. Like that's right. it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They come for midnight mass and that's it. You know. Um. Yeah. Holiday Christians. These are <laughs> yeah. Holiday holiday comic geeks. Yeah, I, I guess it'll it'll just depend on, on like what books are coming out. I I 
I feel like they would have to mix like kind of the cool books in with maybe some of the like not so cool books or the ones that yeah are, like the kitty books with like some cool Marvel or DC books or because if you have like all the you know it seems like there's always some big books that come out like a lot of times Marvel and DC will kick off events. Oh yeah. Well, comic book I'm day. looking at the list right now and it looks like maybe, yeah, Marvel's like, Hey, we got the Jonathan Hickman X-Men book. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. It's the big, yeah. the big to do. Right. So if you, if you put that one out, you're going to want to, you know, but, but you can't, I, I just hope they don't front load all their, like Good all their, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Put out like all their big publishers, and then you know, three weeks down the road, then you've got like some rando book from from Boom Studios, yeah, that comes out, or you know, IDW or something like that. Or the, sorry, I'm just skimming here. Or the ongoing book uh, comic series for Mean Girls senior year, because I didn't know that was. Thing that we needed but what? Like, like actually based like on the, the movie? movie yeah it looks like it wow holy moly yeah it's a sequel to mean girls in comic book form no kidding no i i know they they oh, last year or a couple years ago there was actually a i don't know if you guys saw this i think it was from boom studios it was a clueless comic follow-up yes. yeah 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 they're wow. tapping into that weird weird nineties movies that you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I didn't realize people were really clamoring for more clueless and uh, mean girls. Like I love mean girls. That was a really fun movie. Like I generally love that movie. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Like I can't see. It was so fetch. <laughs> <laughs> I think if anything, if I'd ever want to see a sequel of it, it had to be like a, like a reunion, like a high school reunion. Mm-hmm. And then just, I don't know, stuff like that, but I'm not yeah. really clamoring for more. Mean you got to pitch it to Hollywood. They'll, they'll do it. <laughs> don't be like, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, well, like when is, um, when is free comic book summer kick off? Does it say? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, July 15th. So basically a month from when we're recording. Okay. Um, and then it lasts all the way up until September 9th. Oh wow! And that's 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 weekend and week out. Uh, yeah, that's what it's saying. At least uh, it sounds like they'll, they'll have the opportunity to get five to six free comics in their weekly shipments during each week of the promotional window. So I guess it depends what retailers want to do too. They might only do it at the beginning and be like, eh, and then peter off as it gets, you know. Mm-hmm further into the summer event. Um, Oh, then it says retailers may release one free title a day, may make all of that week's free titles available at once or any other plan that works for them. Yeah. So, you know, they, Mm. they'll be different everywhere. Okay. They could try to, to slowly milk it out to get people to show up every day or, you know, who knows or they might just do it all at once and be like, yep, that's good enough. Right get the big books from the big people that they know that will attract people and then mm-hmm. not worry too much else. Otherwise. 
yeah, some some may just throw caution in the wind and say, look, we're gonna we're gonna do three we're gonna do free comic book day and it's just gonna be late. <laughs> yeah. Here's all your free comics. Come and get mm-hmm. them. Mask up. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the various retailers handle this. So, I was like, oh, you know, the other thing I was going to bring up. This is just news today, and this is kind of uh, it's very very time sensitive. So uh, I apologize for if you're hearing this a week from now or two weeks from now, but. Um, it was announced today that uh, HBO is making Watchmen free to watch this weekend. Um, Friday the 19th through Sunday the 21st, um, all nine episodes of Watchmen will be streamable for non-subscribers on HBO.com and other on-demand services. Um and they're doing this in celebration of uh, or to honor Juneteenth, which is the commemoration of the ending of slavery in the United States. So I think that's that's a pretty, pretty significant gesture. I think that that yeah. very um, as the you know, the the idea of Juneteenth is really hit like it, I feel like it's it's peak this week as a topic of conversation. Yes. Yeah. For many reasons. Yeah. 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 For many reasons. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Good, good and bad. Um, I'm, you know, and I, but I I don't think I'm alone in this, but I am, I am embarrassed to say that I was not made aware of Juneteenth until I think it might've been last year or two years ago. We were watching, uh, we, we, we enjoy the show blackish. And there was an episode that that uh, focused on Juneteenth. Yeah, it's uh, oh. it's yeah, it's one of those things that uh, I think I was aware of it, and it, it wasn't until you know our more recently uh, political climate that I became more aware of it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that you heard people mention in passing. I will have to admit, I really didn't know about it. Probably probably two or three years ago. I think I saw it like someone had mentioned an article of it or something and I started reading it. I was like, oh okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Funny enough, I <laughs> I was talking to my friends at work and I, I thought it'd be a real cool way to commemorate, like make it a holiday. And we were talking about that, like how do you make it a holiday? Uh in what kind of traditions would you do? And I thought it would be real cool if I can come up with a recipe of like, kind of like making like kneaded bread, mm. but it had to be sweet, but you know, like the ones I see you guys, I turned my camera off, but it's like, um, it, it, it just looks like a rope. You know what I'm talking, oh, about? I know what you're talking about? Yeah. 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 So I thought it'd be kind of cool to have something like that, like a cinnamon type of thing or, maybe like a, a marble bread mm-hmm. and you just like mm-hmm. break it and you like dip it in some cinnamon or something. I don't that know. sounds amazing. So it's like breaking chains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's great. But I never kept me with the recipe. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Yeah, I mean, hopefully, I know some places have been starting to recognize it as a holiday at different businesses. So I hope it's something that uh, becomes a a more national holiday for us. Yeah, a lot of states are are officially recognizing it Mm -hmm. as a as a holiday, which is in fact including our own. Yeah, our state of Pennsylvania um, has recognized it as a state holiday. So. you know, it's it's it, it's never been more evident than the past few weeks. You know how how far we have to go. I mean, as as advanced as we think we are, I mean, we're clearly not. We're still just idiots. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, this this gives me a, a, a small glimmer of hope. The Juneteenth, or yeah, the, the, just the fact that it's it's you know it's it's getting a lot of like making a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Or just that it's people are aware of it that weren't aware of it or, Mm -hmm. um, or getting back to, to watch them real quick. And this was, so, um, like you watched it, right? I, I am the one who watches the Watchmen. Okay. And (laughs) Sean, Sean, did you watch any of it yet? No. Okay. So I only watched, you're not, you're not spoiling like the first 10 minutes. Oh, I'm, yeah, no. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I I only watched the first episode, and you know, I'm I'm watching this, and it's you know, it, it opens with this uh, uh, massacre in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you know, Watchmen being a tale of like an alternate Earth, I just assumed that this that's what this was. It was just some alternate uh, horrible thing that was happening. Again, uh, you know, going back to Juneteenth, I had no idea that the that the uh, real life 1921 Tulsa massacre had happened. Like it, it took the Watchmen to to teach me. Yeah, it taught a lot of people that it, for sure. I think. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of in that same boat. I think. And you know, I was reading. A, I, I I was you know going to read more about it, but I started reading this other article about it. And it's just, uh, it's, it's horrific. And it's one of those things like how, how did this not come up in, in any history class ever? They, <laughs> you got to hide the uh, faux pas that we had. Because <laughs> history is win- are written by the winners. Um, well, not they, the- they effectively buried the town too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and trust me, it's not just that. It, there's like another one. I'm totally gonna butcher this, but it's a real thing. Uh, it was during Reconstruction era. I'm sorry, guys. I have to. I don't want to try to spread disinformation. That's okay. I think, it was like a, I think it happened in North Carolina, and basically. Uh, after reconstruct or during reconstruction, they like this one town had like a majority like black and, and there were like black leaders in there, like, uh, like in the Congress type of part. And they had like a black run newspaper and, and there was and white people there too. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like, some racists didn't like it at all. And so they essentially just drummed a whole mess of them out. 
like I said, I, this is not verbatim. I, I can't remember all the details because I didn't even know about this until maybe last year, a year before. And I was like, damn. Uh, Tulsa, I did know about, like before Watchmen. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about that in, at work. Like um, Rosewood, uh, I think I knew about, but uh, I had just seen like this viral video that went on. Uh, mm -hmm. And she had mentioned Rosewood, and I was like, Rosewood, why does that sound so familiar? Yeah, that, well, that's the other. That's the other one I I didn't know know about until they made a movie about it like 20 years ago. Yeah, I think like like Ving Rhames and John Voight are in it or something. Um, I never saw it, but I, I I have a vague recollection that of what it's about. Yeah, it, it's when you receive this stuff or you find out about this stuff, and you're just like, man, what the heck? <laughs> it kind of yeah. like it questions you a little bit. Uh, oh man! But yeah, it's uh, and 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 beyond that, I think the the Watchmen, even in that first episode, ties in a lot with um, well, everything else that's going on as well. With uh, I, I remember it's been I don't know six seven months since I saw it, so I forget the exact details, but I know the uh, the police in Watchmen, or at least within um, the uh, Tulsa, uh. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, it's, it's, it took place in a new Tulsa. That's right. Yeah. Um, that they weren't able to use firearms without like authorization. Oh, and, that's like, right. A lot of stuff where it was like a much more, uh, uh, more, more security focused uh, police force. Mm -hmm. It is interesting. Um, and and some of the, there were you know black officers and all this stuff so I don't know it was, and then there was the the racist white Rorschach mask wearing people and I, it it ties in a lot with the current events so I think it's it was a really timely move on HBO's part as well not just as you know in honor of Juneteenth but also for just the the informational aspects of the entire show yeah oh. very I, topical. I'll admit, I, I was kind of amazed, like when my friend at work, um, he came up to me, and he was like, have you seen Watchmen? Have you seen Watchmen? I'm like, no, I haven't. Uh, I don't get HBO. And he was like, well, I don't want to spoil it, but there's like this one event that happened like the first 10 minutes. I'm telling you, it's like the most woke uh, TV show there is. And I was like, and he was like, oh, well, I'm not going to tell you where it happened, but it's like this black massacre. And I was like, Tulsa. He's like, yeah. How'd you know? I'm like, yeah. I so, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Sometimes I look up history and I'm just, I don't know how. Yeah. To, <laughs> how we didn't get it. Uh, even the beginning of the thing. I think the, the movie he was watching was about uh base Reeves, the, the first black deputy. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And who I guess said the the uh, Lone Ranger was based on, I think. Yeah. Before they, you know, made the Lone Ranger white. <laughs> but you know. Probably more so palatable for audiences. Mm-hmm. So well, oh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on in there. It's interesting stuff for sure. Yeah, and I'm 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 glad that everyone. I mean. Uh, aside from the fact that it's, it, you know, it, uh, just overall, it sounded like it was an amazing series. Um, 
it's it's great that they you know yeah it's great that they're you know it's superheroes but it's like they're tackling themes of you know race and and trauma and you know and society and just the you know, it's it's one of those things like if 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 we had watched that and then could see into the future and and see what yeah. we're dealing with now it's like what the hell yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i feel like this is almost kind of important for for people to watch even though it's 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 almost silly to say, to say that because it's based on a graphic novel but at the same time it's it's i i, I think you know whatever they did with this show it sounds like they did it right yeah i think you i mean i want to say that you could go into the show blind if for some reason you're a person that never watched the watchman um or even if you had a pat or read the watchman or anything like if you had a passing knowledge of what it might be about you could probably get by pretty easily and even if you were clueless i think there's enough focus on all the other stuff going on Mm -hmm. that like the stuff that does involve the characters from the original graphic novel was kind of like secondary to the actual plot that's occurring. Yeah. And I will, I, I will say if, if someone thinks like, well, Oh, I never read the graphic novel. I'll just, I'll just uh, pull a cliff notes and I'll, I'll, I'll watch the movie instead. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch. I mean, you can watch the movie, but don't then watch the series right after it because you're not going to get the same experience. Yes, it, there, it definitely follows uh, the the history of the graphic novel compared to the movie. There's definitely one one major difference. Yeah, and the 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 movie overall is it's I mean it's Zack Snyder, so it's it's all sizzle and no steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it's 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 pretty to look at, and they they definitely lean in more towards the superhero aspect of it. And yes. not the, you know, whereas the, the graphic, like the original source material, you know, the, you know, superheroes was, you know, almost as almost an afterthought. Yeah. Although I will to say the rest this, of the story. I will say this for Watchmen, the movie, I always kind of felt that it probably now don't get me wrong. Here's full disclosure. I particularly didn't care for the movie that much. Like, mm-hmm. eh, like it could have been a lot better. But then again, I wasn't really too much of a fan of the original source material either. Like, mm-hmm. I like Watchmen as the book. Like, it was an interesting book. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe uh, it didn't live up to the hype for me. Like, I remember as a teenager... I would read like wizard magazine and I'd hear from like my older comic book friends and we're like, Oh yes, Watchmen's great. It's great. Tell me it's <laughs> the best ever. And I'm like, okay. And I always compare it to like, uh, animal house, not <laughs> subject matter, but <laughs> it's very similar. to the subject matter. <laughs> but like the reputation, I remember even growing up yeah. with animal house saying that it was like the funniest movie ever. Okay. Tread easily now here. You're, you're stuck on. <laughs> Hey, I'm saying <laughs> I liked Animal House. It wasn't funny to me. Uh, well, that's not true. It was funny to me. But being a young guy, I liked American Pie better. <laughs> no, I get that. There's a lot of things that don't, don't always live up to the hype. And I think uh, there's there's some books and 
I know it's sacrilege, but there's a lot of stuff that, that is formative to comic books. Um, when I started reading them, I was like, eh, it's, it's, I like it. I see, I see why it was a big deal, but yeah, that's I'll, I'll never be that audience that is like that. Yeah. That, well, the book. well, I saw the things that came after it that basically took those same ideas and either took them to that's, a better place or took them to a worse place. And that that's exactly it, Sean. So, you know, like when, you know, I, I grew up and I, I was able to read Watchmen and like Dark Knight Returns and Year One and Daredevil Born Again. And these were all like formative books in my like comic book reading, you know, in my growth as a comic book reader. Um, but, you know, yeah, but, you know, other creators like my age who then went on to have careers as writers and artists, you know, they were also fans and then they, they took those you know, concepts and those ideas and then they extrapolated their version of it. And, and that's what, you know, the next generation started to read. And so then when you try and introduce them to, Oh, here's dark Knight returns and they read it and they're like, eh, uh, it's okay. I've, I've seen it before. And it's like, yeah, but, this was this was here first, you know. It's like <laughs> it, it's kind of like. Yeah, well, funny yeah. enough, I did actually like Dark Knight Returns. Like I, I think out of the two books, anybody that always asked me, like, "Oh, which other two do you like?" I was like, "Well, I like Dark Knight Returns, maybe because it, I don't know, like I guess Frank Miller, he let the visuals tell the story, where Alan Moore." has to be Alan Moore. So every page is chock full of paragraphs and words <laughs> and stuff. And yeah, mm-hmm. there's subtle stuff in there. I know I get it. He's a genius. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, imagine, I, <laughs> you know, like think about the, like the, fir- the first movie that you saw that kind of blew your mind, whether it's like the original star Wars or um, the matrix, like, but, and then, wait 20 or 30 years and then show it to someone that the same age as when you saw it, but show it to them like 20 or 30 years later, they're not going to be, they're not going to be impressed. Yeah. You know there's I mean? not a lot that yeah. holds up like that. It's, it's tough. So every, every generation is going to have its own thing that blows, you know, that blows your hair back. So, you know, I can't really get upset when people say, Oh, I didn't really like, Dark Knight or, you know, I didn't really get Dark Knight Returns or I've, I've, I've seen it before or, oh, Sin City, I've seen that before or whatever. Like, you know, because, yeah, there are the things that, that I came, like when I came later and someone would try and put something in my hands and I would read it and I'll be like, meh, it's all right. Yeah. So. Boy, we really, we really went off on a tangent there. <laughs> well, I, well, I guess, I guess we're still kind of on the whole Watchmen thing. So, yeah, well, I guess the point is, you know, I guess we can kept going deep and just heavy. <laughs> like, um, oh, racism! <laughs> oh, racism! Um, oh, you rascally racist! <laughs> oh boy! Um, there's Sean Snuffleupagus Atkins coming at you. <laughs> what did that? Was it like a Family Guy episode where uh, Cleveland, I think it was like Monopoly, and he's like, we never really win. We just kind of get 
a little bit better each time. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but true. Well, so I oh. guess the, the, uh, the point is watch, watch Watchmen and be a better person. Yeah. And celebrate Juneteenth. That's right. But, uh, yeah, so you have starting Friday until uh, the 19th until Sunday the 21st. Uh, it's only nine episodes, so if you space it out, it's only three episodes a day. You can do it. It's not that hard. Or, you know, do half and half. Binge it. Be a, you know, be an adult. Be a man. Be a, you know, <laughs> be a woman. Do it. You don't need a shower. It's just the weekend. Yeah. It's the weekend. And we're quarantined. Yeah, we're still quarantined. Yeah, where are you going? Don't go there. Nobody, nobody wants you in the restaurant. That's right. <laughs> just order takeout and watch The Watchmen. And while you're driving to pick it up, you can stream it on your phone. Boom. Exactly. There you go. So many. We, we're just giving you <laughs> options left and right here. There's so many things you can do. So, uh, but I will be, I will be tuning in cause I want to, I want to watch it. This is a good opportunity to, uh, to check it out. Um, again, I, I, I think it's good timing. Um, plus to be honest with you, I'm going to get, I'm going to get real with you. I don't feel like spending the money to yeah. subscribe to HBO to watch it. Yep. What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much. But I'll, if you do subscribe to HBO for some reason, everybody should watch a Doom Patrol. That's my plug. I thought that's HBO Max. I, I don't know what I don't know how things work. Well, I, I subscribe to DC Universe, so. Oh, well then there you go. You're so fine. I I still ha- so I'm still able to watch that and um, Starfire no Starfire Stargirl, and um, <laughs> I keep I I'm I, I want to watch the uh, the Harley Quinn animated. Oh, that's, that's I keep hearing. Yeah, I think actually I was gonna say I, I I heard it from someone. I think it was you. That it yeah, was, I think when we had really we had Matt on. He was talking about it, and then I watched it, and now I'm talking about it. Yeah, it's it's some good stuff. It's some good. It's Venture Brothers meets DC. Nice. You ever watched Venture Brothers oh, Part Two? You can't go wrong there. Yeah. yeah. You already got me hooked there. I've been <laughs> waiting for Venture Brothers new season for like forever. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, why don't we switch gears a little bit and talk some comics? Um, we're already we're already kind of running over, so maybe we'll just each do like one one comic review. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will lead off if that's okay. That, that's sure. What I mean. Cool. Um, so I uh, decided to take a break from from the big two. And uh, dive into so since we've been getting our our review copies again from the from various um, publishers, uh, I decided to read Adventure Man number one from this is from Image Comics and by the pretty much superstar team of Matt Fraction. Terry, oh, wow. Terry Dodson on art, Terry and Rachel Dodson on art. This was a, not a regular size issue. This wasn't even a double size issue. This was a triple sized first issue. Wow. Holy 64 mo- pages. 
for their for the first issue. Um, I'm gonna say this is it's it's kind of like a it's a like a modern day love letter to old pulp adventure storytelling. Sean, I think you especially would enjoy this book. So we've got it's and it and it kind of takes like a a princess bride-ish turn where it's it's telling the story of Adventure Man who is uh I don't know imagine like a like a Doc Doc Strange uh no not Doctor Strange uh Doc Savage or a uh, Tom Strong type mm. character this big bulky um uh just two-fisted adventurer i mean his name is literally adventure man and adventure man and he's kind of got a team of like companions yeah just and everyone's you know there's like everyone's got their own thing like there's a magician and like a pilot and someone who's good with guns it's like and and they've all got cool names and everything's kind of got this sepia tint to it Hmm. and and then you meet, you know, they, there's a giant a battle with the, like his arch enemy and his arch enemy has a team. And I mean, there's like, there's airships in the, in the, in the air and the skyline and, and, uh, you know, planes flying through the city having, you know, air battles. I mean, it's like, oh, that was the other thing. Uh, it was like, um. Oh, what was that movie? Sky Captain? Yeah, I think it's like Sky Captain oh. in the World of Tomorrow. It kind of reminded me of like Sky Captain on on the page, like in like in the comic. Mm-hmm. Um and then what you come to find out is it's this uh this young single mom who is reading the story of Adventure Man. It's a, it's like a serial. Uh she's reading it to her son. And and then you, you know, you find out you know, that then it turns into the mom's story. And she's, like I said, she's got this son, she's single and she runs this bookstore. Um, and she comes from this like large family and all of her family are kind of like overachievers, doctors, lawyers, athletes, scientists. And, and she runs this bookstore. So she's kind of like the odd person out, even though she's, you know, she's still awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but then of course, as things, you know, as things happen, somehow the, the adventure man world bleeds into her world oh, and like last action hero. Wow. Yeah, I guess you, yeah, you could say that. Um, so it, it and it's not explained why just yet, because this is still the first issue, even though again, it being 64 freaking pages, um, <laughs> it, it really, just gives the book room to just breathe and just have fun and just like the, the art is next level. I mean, it's, you know, it's the Dodson's. So it's just beautiful to look at. Um, and again with, you know, and with, you know, this being like Matt fraction, I, I w- was actually surprised to see this book because I didn't know, he had this coming out or, 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 you know, he and the Dawson's were working on this. He's a busy guy. Well, yeah, well he's, you know, he's working on Jimmy Olsen. Um, or at least that's what he's been working on the past year. Although I guess that'll be coming to an end soon because Mm -hmm. I think it was on issue nine or 10 and it's a 12 issue maxi series. 
Yeah, you know what? Now I think about it, I think Sex Criminals is on its last arc. So. Oh yeah, that too. So yeah, and you guys just talked about he's that. A, yeah, he's got a clean plate. Yeah. So he's well, got, got. So um. So yeah, if you're, if you're missing your Matt Fraction, uh, if you're looking for something new from him, that is wildly different from Jimmy Olsen and Sex Criminals. Uh, this is it. This is just, just a bunch of like two fisted pulp goodness wrapped up in Terry Dodson's amazing art. So cool. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it was uh 64 pages. I think it was maybe three ninety nine. So wow. I, I feel like that's a, that's a pretty, that's, that's a pretty good, good value. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I was gonna say that you have to, like you said, give that book room to breathe and uh, establish, I guess, two separate universes. So if right. that makes sense. Exactly. So, um, yeah. And uh, like I said, we were fortunate enough to get a review copy of it. So if you guys want to check that out, I would definitely recommend I, it. I probably will. I already downloaded it. And- <laughs> He's like, I already got it. <laughs> He's like, I already read it. I already read it three times. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Adventure Man number one from Image Comics, Matt Fraction, Terry and Rachel Dodson, check it out. So who's next? Um, I'll, I'll go. Why not? Uh, so to uh recap, la- like one month ago on the comic book pit, um, I probably talked about uh War of the Realms, the New Agents of Atlas book. Uh, by Greg Pack, um, with art by uh, Gang Lim and uh, Federico Blee on colors. Uh, and I kind of was like, eh, it's, it's all right. I'll see where it's going, though, because it was an event book. And uh, I wasn't sure if it was going to be, you know, a good series. And I'm here to say that it is a good series because the second trade paperback was awesome. Uh, they switched up the artist. Uh, the for the second trade, it's uh, Nico Leon and uh, Pop Mon. Um, I'm I'm assuming that Greg Pack's working with um, various. Uh, it, it, it this book really is just like a celebration of like Asian characters, Asian creators. So it seems like Greg Pack's kind of reaching out to people and kind of helping people get um, maybe their foot in the door with the uh, over at Marvel. Um, the art's fantastic, though. I really like it. Um, the plot is... I, I guess I can... I'm going to give away some, some of the plot, so I guess spoilers if you're really worried about a book that came out maybe a year ago. Uh, <laughs> the the plot, I guess, is that in the, in the original book, uh, Jimmy Woo, the, the original leader of the Agents of Atlas, is now the leader of a uh, something called the Atlas Foundation. Um and then he recruited basically just a ton of random superheroes, a whole bunch of people you never heard of. Um, and then uh, Amadeus Cho and then Silk and like a few other like kind of characters that have been around for a little bit. Um, and it's like, oh, well, you guys are new agents of Atlas. Go do all this stuff. Um, and this you find out there, there's actually like a single backup issue that Greg Parker wrote who he was the original writer for a bunch of the agents of Atlas stuff back in the day of, uh, you know, 10 years ago, I guess. Um, 
And the plot of that is uh, trying to think of how to word this. Basically, they find out that uh, there are a bunch of different dragons throughout the Marvel universe that are kind of like working behind the scenes is like, I want to say it's like the dragon Illuminati. Um, if you're familiar with hmm. agents of Atlas, there was Mr. Lau, who was a talking dragon that kind of ran the agents of Atlas from um, the background. Yeah. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. So there, yeah. Right. Like he popped up. I was like, Oh yeah, that was a thing. Right. Um, apparently there's other dragons out there in the Marvel universe that are kind of doing like, it's like a giant chess game with the world, basically with all these dragons kind of like trying to, um, I don't know, one up each other, balance the, the force. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what their end game is. They didn't quite get into it, except that, you know, there's other dragons out there and some of them have, uh, some bad agendas. Um, and so the rest of the book is about, um, J- Jimmy Wu kind of goes off the grid for a little bit and hides from the agent, the new team of agents of Atlas. Um, and has them kind of just solving the solving a problem on their own. Uh, some some CEO of a company kind of opens up this place called Pan, which is an interdimensional crossover of every major Asian city on Earth that now has access to each other through like teleportation technology. And there's like a big mystery behind it. And that's kind of what the agents of Atlas are kind of trying to solve. Cause it's all like, Hey, this is really cool. And this is helpful. And this is great. But like, we know something's up with this dude. Like he's, you know, he's, he's some CEO of a big company who's got some ulterior motive. And that's kind of what the book's about. Um, and it's really good in, in some other ways. I feel as if in this book, they spend more time focusing on the individual agents as opposed to trying to cram like all 20 of them into a single issue and into all these big fight sequences. And so some of the characters like um, Luna Snow, who's the, the K-pop star and Silk and uh, Amadeus Cho are basically the main characters. And then some of the other ones kind of show up here and there, but they really don't like hog the screen time or anything, but they all kind of get like a, a moment or two to shine. So like, I don't know, it felt, it felt like more natural and not that they were just trying to like, crash course me on a bunch of new Marvel characters that I was going to hmm. forget by like the next issue. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would definitely say uh, you can probably skip the first issue or the first arc of this book. Cause it's all set up. And this is kind of where the book actually starts to like have a plot and make sense and tie into the old agents of Atlas stuff. If you were a fan of any of that, like it's all better connected. Yeah, that that actually sounds more appealing because I and I, I do remember talking about this with you because I think I read the first issue because I was I was a fan of Agents of Atlas back when Jeff Parker was writing mm-hmm. it, and you know when I picked up that first issue from the first arc, it was just like, what? Yeah, and it, and I will say that uh, in the greater scheme of things, uh, I guess the the backup issue with Parker featured the classic agents of Atlas. Like they're still in operation. They're just like a different division. Like the, I guess they're part of the Atlas foundation now, as opposed to just like the agents of Atlas. So it's kind of like a big, 
I don't know. I feel so, it, it, Pac kind of has like this grand story in mind for like how this is all going to play out with mm-hmm. like maybe like a couple different moving uh, uh, wheels in this 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 contraption that he's trying to create here. I don't know if it's going to get that far because it's a lot of like they're all limited series right now. It's not like it's an ongoing book. So it's mm-hmm. it's interesting how they're releasing this book. And I kind of feel as if reading it in trade is actually better than reading it in single issues. But I will say that reading it in single issues probably ensures that more trades get made. So don't, you know, if you get if you get caught up by the single issues because I want to read more of this. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So 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 it is still coming out. Yeah, the the end of this book start begins with uh, it says to be continued in uh, Agents of Atlas, at, or it might not even say Agents of Atlas. It just says Namor strikes in Atlantis attacks, which I re- remember seeing single issues for a book called Atlantis attacks, but I don't know if it even had the Agents of Atlas like branding on it. So okay. They're telling this whole story in a weird way. Um, I, I I also assume because they're all limited series that maybe they do have like a a beginning, middle, and end already planned out, and it's going to be more of like a short story than like a big ongoing book. And maybe that's why they decided not to make it an ongoing series. I'm not sure, but that seems to be what makes sense. I would I would guess that maybe this, there's like five arcs or something to the story maybe like maximum is what they're going to get out of it but that's just a gut, gut feeling at least within the the current industry which i guess wouldn't be that different from previous agents of atlas books to like let's be real here yeah that's true <laughs> like anybody who's read agents of atlas knows that that's a series that has a a short lifespan yeah a series of series <laughs> Uh, all right. I guess I'll go next. All right. Bring us home, Sean. Uh, I will go with the green monk by Brandon Dayton. Uh, it's actually a very simplistic story, but I actually picked it up because it was like, um, it was a comic told in just like single panels. So it seemed more like a, like a flip book or, or even kind of like what we've been seeing the last few years on the web, like with Instagram comics or uh, I wouldn't really say so much with like Webtoon because you have to scroll up. Um, but it's actually really cool. And um, Brandon, what did I say his name? Brandon Dayton has like a very clean style. It's about this monk that uh, travels uh, and he runs up against, um, I think it's like this village or like a bunch of villagers that's fleeing the town because this big giant ogre attacked it and took it over. And he basically volunteers. It's like kind of almost like Samurai Jackish a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say this kind of sounds like a, a Yojimbo kind of deal. Yeah, because he has like a magic sword and, you know, he faces off with the ogre and um it's just like one giant cool fight i think what drew me in mostly one it's a pretty quick read like i I read it like probably in a half hour or so Mm -hmm. but um it's the artwork that kind of took me away as well as the uniqueness of just like single panels um and i kind of liked his um ogre design 
he kind of looks like he's been inspired by like uh, Jeff Smith as well. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at some of the art, and it, it kind of it, I agree, it does have that kind of slightly like um almost like an animated look to it, mm-hmm. like not not cartoonish, but like like you said, like how Jeff Smith's work has that kind of you can see like he like kind of his his roots are in like animate like animation. Mm-hmm. Um, it it kind of lo- looks like um. I don't know the person's name, but it always um, reminds me of the uh, little bit of the art from Headlopper. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. But it looks really good. Yeah, it was a it was a very fun read, um, and the copy that I got was basically like pocket size. So I I think I I had a couple errands to run. Uh, including taking my daughter uh, to see a specialist and I had it in my pocket and I was reading it in between. So Hmm. nice. The specialist was to, uh, to see if she was allergic to something. So Ah, it it wasn't nothing like too serious. I was going to (laughs) say, I I know it's that special. We're getting serious here. Yeah. It's like a very special episode of comic book pit. (laughs) No, it was, um, Oh, what did I have to take her to? It was, uh, shoot. I can't remember. That's okay. That's all right. Basically it wasn't like non-threatening. It was just more of like, yeah. Oh, it was her cough her cough. She's been having like a really gutty throaty cough mm-hmm. and you know, we're trying to find out cause you know, we went to the doctor a couple times and they literally was like, uh, we've exhausted all our options. You need to go see a specialist. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. That happens a lot with allergies where they're like, I don't know. It's something. Yeah. yeah. And they just well, poke you with needles a bunch. Sean, I'm glad you brought this problem to us. We are going to <laughs> we're going to diagnose it and solve it right here on the comic book pit. Yep. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> they told us to stop giving her cigarettes, and we're like, okay, yes, that's all right. <laughs> but but doctor, secondhand smoke is still okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just blow that. I yep. mean, I mean, I want my daughter to have her freedoms. <laughs> 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 Timely cough from Sean Atkins. <laughs> well, they're burning something like. Uh, well, they were. My neighbors were burning like leaves and stuff. Oh, and so yeah. now my house smells like, like a, a freaking furnace or a, a fireplace. Oh man, that sucks. Do you have Do you have neighbors that that shoot fireworks off like twenty four hours a day? No, they're just dummies. There's someone. He, they're they're not in our immediate neighborhood, but they're close enough that yeah. they must they, they must have they, they must own stock in like the bottle rocket industry like company or something because there's always like bottle rockets going off. Like as soon as the the weather warms up, it's just that's and it's like weeks before the Fourth of July and then weeks after. Oh my gosh! There's always some some asshole in some neighborhood who thinks it's his job to yep. fi- light fireworks. Yep. How Star Fangled so, Awesome. That's right. 
Well, son, you live in the United States awesome now, so better get used to it. Uh, I don't feel so awesome. No. <laughs> Neither do I. No, these our neighbors, I don't know, man. Like, they, I think they're trying to fix up stuff, but they kind of do it half-assedly. So, like, they have a pool, and for, like, the entire time we've been here, they have yet to try to, like, fill it up. Like, it was <laughs> crap. Like, they didn't even take care of it. And, like, we had called, like, I don't know, whoever you call, like, a complaint, mm-hmm. saying, like, hey, these people need to drain their pool, you know. It's potential breeding ground for, you know, insects and stuff. Like, you yeah, get West Nile and shit. Right. That's how you, yeah, that's how you get disease. Yeah. And apparently they didn't care because nothing ever happened. And then like all of a sudden, as soon as spring happened, they're like, Oh, we're going to try to fix up this pool. And they're filling it up with water. And yet it, they didn't really drain it, but they didn't really, I like, I don't know what they're trying to do. And now they left it be, I don't know. Like, I guess they're like, well, it now stays full. So I guess we're good. But Sean, their deck is crap. For you. Huh? We have a surprise for you. Nice. <laughs> your guests, your neighbors are a guest on our show. Come on out. <laughs> Come on in, Jeb and Mary Lou. <laughs> Clean your pool. <laughs> well, now they're like, not to make this the comic book pet neighbor edition, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> neighborhood watch. <laughs> neighborhood watch. All but right. They're they're cleaning their deck not putting anything on it. They're just like, um, I forget what it pressure wash. Mm. And then I guess they got bored. So now they felt like they had to chainsaw their ugly ass tree. <laughs> and now they're burning the leaves from it. And I'm like, what the, what the hell are you guys doing? <sighs> I don't like my neighbors. I was going to say, you, you sound like I didn't get Thank you. That vibe at all. Yeah. <laughs> I figured you were going to have them over for a Fourth of July cookout, but I'm just yeah. going to be wrong. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you live next door to Duck Dynasty for crying out loud. Yeah, pretty darn close. Well, I don't know. I guess they're all right. I get. Well, I guess one of the boys, he's like a teenager. I think he just got out of high school, and my kid always like says his name, like "Hi, Alan." And he's like, oh, hi. And he's like super friendly to her. So I'm like, all right, I guess he's not all that bad. All right. I guess so. Maybe she's allergic to Alan. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and he always like comes out and he like has a bow and arrow and shit. <laughs> well, he was like. Escalated. Well, yeah, like there was a couple times. This, episode, uh, this just keeps, keeps getting better and better. <laughs> like he I guess he practices his bow and arrow skills or something and I'm just like oh god man I swear to god it, it better not be like Rambo and shit cuz I'll no <laughs> like wow. I, I was like I swear to god like if he misses or dings something and almost hits right. my kid I'm going to beat the piss out of him ah <sighs> But yeah, that's my neighbors. They're pretty quiet. So <laughs> sometimes <laughs> just, just they're weird. 
And that's coming from a person that I consider myself weird. Like I'm a weird person. <laughs> These people are weirder than that. It's like the Flintstones being weird. And then you got the, yeah. the, what was it? The gloomstones or something like that. Like the Adams family equivalent <laughs> of their neighbors. I don't know if they're called like the gloomstones, but they're like, monsters and they're like the Adams family or like the monsters, mm -hmm. but they're like next door neighbors to the Flintstones. Oh, Hey, speaking of monsters, I'm going to, yes. I'm going to hold on. I got to find it. So I was looking up various, uh, old TV shows. Um, because my, um, my, my wife and I, we do another podcast called pilot season. We watch, um, I wasn't, this isn't supposed to be a plug for that show, but we watch, <laughs> we, how it is. we watch pilot episodes and we review them and talk about them and whatever. And I was thinking about doing the Munsters and I was doing this like deep dive on IMDB. And did you know that there was a Munsters television sequel series called the Munsters today that ran from 1987 to 1991? Wait, no. it was like that long. Holy shit. It was supposed to, it's basically like, so the, uh, imagine like the monsters from the sixties, right? The original monsters, yeah. mm -hmm. the, like the family, this is like, this is the, the premise, the family, like, um, they somehow go to sleep or are frozen for like 22 years. And then they wake up in the eighties. <laughs> and it ran for 73 episodes. Wow. I know. Yeah, and I've, I I've never, know. I've never heard of this show. That's amazing. <laughs> that sounds. And that sounds like, yeah. And like, I, I was never like a huge fan. I mean, of the monsters, like I would watch it. Like there was always like when I was growing up in the eighties and you only had three channels, it was like, there were monsters reruns on yeah, somewhere. Sure. So yeah, I've seen a few episodes, but I'm not like a huge fan, but I've watched some, some episodes here and there, but this just seems like, and again, I'm not a huge fan, but this seems like an abomination to me. Yeah. Sounds that like sounds it. like a good, good episode for the pilot season. I'm, I'm looking at the IMDB page and it just looks like the worst thing ever. Like it, like the cast photo looks like Munster's cosplay. <laughs> like I, I, I encourage you just to, just to go look at, just find the IMDb page and look at it. Just so I, I'm not the only one that is like exposed to this awfulness. Um, <laughs> you don't have to do it right now, but I'm just saying, but, but at some point, please just go look up the Munsters today on IMDb. You just have to share your pain. You're just I like, did. yes, I saw I this and Bob wow. and now yeah. you have to share. Yeah. <laughs> like what is Herman Munster's just like I can't um Yeah, that's some great value. Oh, are you looking at it? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Doesn't it look terrible? Yeah. And like Eddie Munster, he's like wearing the best <laughs> day glow. Yeah. Like pink t shirt and like like pink chucks. Oh, that's a yeah, no, I was, I'm looking at another one where he's got like a sweet leather jacket on, so you know that he's cool. <laughs> so, 
yeah, I just wanted to share that. That, that Oh my. Yeah, I found uh, it too. You found it too? Okay, so now we're all looking at the monsters today. Now we're all You're welcome. God, You're, wel- looked- <laughs> You're welcome, dear listener. <laughs> you ever see Beetleborgs? Anyone mm. seen Beetleborg? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it so, looks like that. Yeah, I could see that. Beelborgs was like uh, one of those. It might have been American made. I, it might have been something they took from Japan and like did. Oh, uh, okay. I got it. There was like a bunch of kids living in a weird mansion and they all had like beetle powers. They turned into bug, like Sentai heroes. Gotcha. They had like bug mechs, maybe. I might just be combining all my different Power Rangers tropes together. <laughs> But it, one of the things is that they lived in a weird haunted mansion, which is like the weirdest part of the show. Yeah, and they like hung out in, in this mansion. It was like uh, a ghost that yeah. like, was doing his best Robin Williams impression and uh, a werewolf and a mummy. Oh, and a vampire. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. And then somehow they threw the Power Rangers stuff in there. They were like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw this. They get cool, I think cool armor and suits and transformations and yeah. Well, one of the little kids is like I think grandma who was like supposed to be like that hip grandma that apparently every sitcom had. Yeah. Uh, she owned a comic shop. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a oh man. Yeah, you you should expose yourself to some of that wild stuff too, Dan. Yeah, pick up like weird it, '90s kids shows, live action kids shows. Mm-hmm. I saw, uh, I think maybe a year or two ago, and I was drunk, and I started watching it, and I was just like, <laughs> "My God, what am I watching? Oh my God!" Like I turned it on, like it was me that turned it on because it was like on Hulu, and I'm just like, yeah, just getting drunker and drunker, and I'm just like what this doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me <laughs> I, it wouldn't make any sense if you were sober either so don't feel too bad <laughs> all right well speaking of feeling bad we should probably wrap this episode up <laughs> 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 we we were, we were talking about a lot of deep heavy things and then it devolved into the monsters today and i'm sorry about that but that's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just to just to remind you, um, if you're uh, able to help us out and review the comic book pit, that would be awesome. It just takes a minute. Uh, a five star rating goes a long way to helping others find the show. You can do it from your phone and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We really appreciate the ratings and reviews. It's you know how we grow from people talking about it and, you know, sharing the show with your friends and other fans, relatives. Um, so that would be awesome. Thank you so much. And um, you can also, if you're interested in also helping the show, you can make a one-time donation in any amount to our Kofi account. And the link for that is also listed in our show notes or on any of our social media platforms. So just to wrap up this episode this has been comic book pit episode 355 i'm dan and with me is sean see ya and link see everybody thanks for listening and we'll see you next time